With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Yes, welcome to Off the Bench. Scotty Sattler sitting across from me and Jason Matthews. Uh, preliminary final weekends. We're not going to go too much into that right now. Uh, actually, something off the top of the show. We've spoken to so many great people uh, over the week. Last two weeks has been outstanding. I oh, know. Thank you, mate. That's my job as the executive producer. I'm pretty sure that you text me most mornings or call <laughs> me and say, can you please get an interview? Uh, and could you also pick me up from the police station is uh, the second part. No, <laughs> I I got Cam Smith. You didn't get Cam Smith. I did, mate. He works for our company. As the executive producer of oh. Cam Smith's highly successful radio show, Cheesy loves me. The way that I've just guided <laughs> that show. He doesn't even know your name. He calls oh. you Champ. <laughs> hey, Champ. Park my car, Champ. <laughs> I, th- I think he thinks my first name's Park. So, hey, um... Listen, what do you want to redo today? Do you want to play uh, Fatty? Do you want to play Extraordinary Chat? We have with Ben Teo. Uh, do you want to play – who else do we have during the week? Oh, we had Jake Kravojevic. Um, who else? No, you pick. Which interview should we replay later on? Fatty. Yeah, I think Fatty's outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Talks about everything, Fatty. Doesn't he? I love how he, he talks about – you know, I asked him a question about Tom Trebojevic. Where's he going to be by the end of his career – up against one of the other great manly fullbacks. Don't give it away. I know, Graham Eady, and we just know how much Fatty loves Wombat Eady. Yep. Mm. Don't give the answer away. Well, it's what we call a hook and a tease in the radio biz. <laughs> uh, that'll be coming up soon. Our chat with uh, poor Fatty Vorton. But, look, let's just rip in. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Now, Jace, the news of the week um, is something that only really emerged for me this morning, and... I can't believe it. This is like a what or that's ridiculous. So get ready for what? Yeah, push your buttons. Um, I think Tooves and and Oprah may enter the room at some stage. Now on the back of cricket changing uh, their um, their phrasing around the word batsman. You can't say batsman anymore. It's now batter. Oh what? Yep. What I mean what? What? Yep. Exactly. That's now, not true. That is true. It's now batter instead of batsman. Please don't tell me. I think I know what you're going to say. Okay, so the NRL are now potentially no. looking at changing the position hooker. Come to, on, that's ridiculous. To rake. No more hookers. Well, the, no, the, the word hooker. What? Mm. Are they'll, you serious? They'll still be in King's Cross, but they won't <laughs> be on the rugby league field anymore. This is a G up. No, no, no. There's, there's going to be discussion in the off-season about – using the word hooker and changing it to rake. What that, about... That will do me, Gus. What about back rower? What's that got to do with... Well, back. What about dummy half? You can't call people a dummy. What? Yeah, true. Mm. So... You serious? Yeah, yeah, hooker, rake. No. I'm telling you, and batsman is now batter. But if you're watching men play cricket, are they not men? Yeah, but w- with the female 
But that's fine. I understand of that. Of all games, which is cricket, rugby league, rugby union, AFL, whatever it may be. Oh, yeah. Hooker doesn't sit well with the female rugby league players, does it? I suppose. Is, is that you couldn't – Is that did you not know no, that's where I was going with? Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now when you think of it like that, I'm thinking like I couldn't think of anything else I'd call Benny Elias rather than a, like <laughs> Damien Cook. It's a hooker. But I understand when it comes to win. But but surely we can still call – A dummy half. Yeah, but yeah. Then, isn't that offensive, calling someone a dummy and they're yeah, only possibly. half? Yeah. So you're calling them a midget and stupid. You can't use the word midget. Oh. Little people. So you're calling them stupid and a little person. But I want to go back to the cricket one. I didn't hear this during the week. I'm glad you didn't raise it. My blood pressure would have been through the roof. But surely if I'm watching the men play cricket, we can call them batsmen. No batters. But why can't we call the men batsmen? They're men and they're going out to bat. I know. But then there's there's no... But they're men. I know. And, and, and fair enough. Call the don't ladies batters. You're getting angry at but me. I think you've got this wrong. No, I don't have it wrong. You have got it wrong. You're saying that we can't call men men anymore. I'm actually, no, that's stupid. I'm mate. actually trying to look through our text messages throughout the week because I think there, someone's making. There it is up. actually something here about it all, but I'll get to it when I find it. Will Billy Slater has been appointed the Queensland coach. Can't call him a coach anymore because it's offensive to bu- buses. <laughs> so. He's a leader. Yep. He can't be a coach. No. He's a mentor. He's a mentor. Yeah. Uh, well done. What do you think? I, I, I like it. I'll tell you why I like it. Mm-hmm. I think um, talking to some of the Queensland Origin players, they look at Billy as a, as a mentor uh, and what he did. And I rec- because he's closer in age, I think he can relate to them more. I'm looking at some of the – one of the biggest concerns that's going to be for Billy, and this is not a – I think it's amazing, an amazing appointment. Um, I've told this story on a number of occasions, talking to Craig Bellamy and saying to him, um, "Hey, Craig, out of all the, you know, the great players you've you've coached, which one will will be the best coach?" He said, "Billy, by the length of the straight, for a number of reasons." He said, "They'd all be good, but Billy'd be the best, and most notably his work ethic and his ability to his personality allows him to get on with um, all different landscapes of people." So. Um, that doesn't surprise me. What is going to be the biggest challenge for Billy? And he gets it first and foremost through respect, but it's coaching players that he's played with. Who's left? Munster. Oh, yeah. Christian Welsh. I don't think you'll have a problem with the Melbourne Storm. No, boys. I don't think he They're will that either. that professional. I don't think he will either. Um, I remember when I was at Penrith. Although Munster. And it looked like that um, Roy Simmons was no longer going to be coach. And Gray Alexander was being positioned. Greatest player Penrith has ever produced. And he didn't take it for the for the pure reason that he, that he was going to coach players that he's played with, and players that he's really close to off the field. Craig Gary had a greater relationship with, so that's going to be, I think, one of the biggest areas that that Billy's going to have to juggle. And I've got no doubt that he'll be able to get over that because he's a, a thorough professional. But um, I think he'll have the same effect on the Queensland side that Freddie has had on New South Wales. Yeah, he's respected. Yeah. He's one of the greatest players we've seen in the modern era. He's got a great work ethic, and he can connect with um, players. He'll get to pick his coaching staff, won't he? Yes, he will. So the rumours are that uh, my mate Cam will be there. <laughs> does he need a? Does he need a senior, like like a Neil no, Henry? Does he need a Neil Henry as yeah, an he assistant? Does. Do you he think? does. Yeah. Um, many are saying he needs a mentor, and coaches have got mentors anyway. Craig Bellamy would be his mentor in coaching, but Craig, Craig Bellamy's, Bellamy's not. Yeah, he's not going to help him. 
so I, I do I do believe he has to have someone within the camp, whether it's a Michael Hagan or whether it's a Neil Henry. Or, I don't think Wayne Bennett will do it because Wayne Bennett finished on a high in 2019. Why go back and risk tarnishing but that But if you're just a legacy? mentor, if you're only just a phone call away, I mean, it's not as if he's taking control of the no, team. No, I, I, think, I think you need someone in camp. Okay, right, yeah, I gotcha. do. You know, there's, there's times throughout the week when it gets really stressful from a media perspective, a selection point of view, all those areas that – you just want to have someone alongside you, someone that you can just walk next door, knock on the door, open up and have a cuppa with and, and talk about what how the team's going to look like and what and you're And you say Michael Hagan. Yeah, good. Michael Hagan's – He's been around forever, hasn't he? And he's a tremendous guy. He's got a, he's got great concepts when it when looking at the game. So, What's no, he doing a, now? I we spoke to him, didn't we? Yeah, he's at Newcastle. Year? He's Mal, one of Mal's assistants. Right, yeah. But I think he's stepping down. He's stepping away from a lot of the right. coaching. So – um, but there, yeah, there's a lot of good choices, I, I think, for um, for Billy. I think Cam will be involved. I think Jonathan Thurston will be involved, but it'll still only. Gee, it's to the dream the, uh, team, isn't it? Yeah, Billy, Cam, and JT, yep. all together. Um, and if things aren't going well on the park, well, they can just jump in mm. at any stage. Just rip on one of those exactly. jerseys. Yeah, people won't know. Just name the 18th man. <laughs> That's right. Mm. Uh, Madge escaped the axe uh, during the week. This whole thing has just been a joke. It's been ridiculous. It's embarrassing. And I think, Sats, and be interesting to get your opinion on this, I think it actually shows where the real problem with the West Tigers is. It's not Madge. It's above Madge. Yeah, but um, well, yeah, what, I, what I will say is that they had to go through this process. Whether we think it's ridiculous or not, the club had to go through this process because they've gone from 9th to 10th to, was it 13th or 14th at the yep. end of the regular season. So... They did have to try and conduct some sort of thorough review. Uh, you know, I don't know how impartial it was, but it was done internally. Well, no, it wasn't. It was made public, and there's some, someone there leaking mm. the information to the media. That's got to stop. That's a joke. I, I, if this was just done quietly and no one knew about it, fine. They're entitled to do that. But the fact that it was we, made it was made so public by someone at the West. Talk about. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't make it okay. There's probably a million reviews going on in other clubs at the moment. No doubt the Bulldogs are reviewing Trent Barrett's season. Mm. Are you hearing about it? Yeah, true. That's are you hearing point. about the Broncos with Kevy? His season would be all coaches would have an end of season review. Yeah. So you know, I think you are right. I think there are many more concerns there that are outside of Michael Maguire. Yes, his job has to be questioned, but I think he's still. I don't think he's the problem. I think he's the end solution. Do you, Michael Maguire? I think their recruitment has got to be better. Their recruitment has been poor. Okay, can I ask you a question? Should he take control of that? He should take. He and a very trusted ally. And who would that be? I don't know. Who's there now? Who's the footy manager now? Well, the general manager of footy is Adam Hardigan. Used to be at the Roosters. Good right. guy. Yep. Really good guy. Um, but he'll come under heavy pressure because he oversees the day-to-day operations of the club. So the CEO needs to come under huge scrutiny, Justin Pascoe, because he oversees all of everyone. I don't think it goes as high as the board and the chairman, like everyone is suggesting, because they don't, they're not there every day. The CEO and the general manager of footy are. But I think that Madge and another trusted ally needs to be involved in recruitment and retention. And whoever is selling the club at the moment is not selling the club appropriately. Mm. You know, that's, this is why the Bulldogs are brought on Phil Gould. Yeah. Because it's why the Titans brought on Mal Meninga, is because you put these very influential people that have great sales ability to sell the dream of your club. What's your okay. club going to look like in 12 months, two years' time? And 
and you're able to sell it to those players. Mel did it with Tino. Mel did it with David Fafita. Yeah. Phil Gould will continue to do it with the Bulldogs. That's, this is why it's really important to have that person involved in recruiting. Well, guess what my next question is going to be? Mm. If the Tigers looked at someone like that, to take a bit of pressure off Madge as well, who should they bring in? Should they bring in a blocker road? They've should got it? him. They've got him. Tim Sheens. Tim Sheens, right. Now, I, of course. Tim Sheens sits in front of you. And if you're a pure historian of the game, you'll appreciate Tim Sheens. If you're not a historian of the game, like a lot of the millennials are, they don't. a lot of them wouldn't know. A lot of them don't even watch the game today. Well, exactly. They wouldn't know the achievements of Tim Sheens, the effect that he's had on the overall game. But when you get Tim Sheens in front of you, he sells. He sells himself really well. He's a tremendous guy. Uh, he's one of the greatest coaches we've ever had. And he's perfect guy for to sit alongside Madge and be that real good balancer when you're trying mm. to sell the club. Mm. Well, let's hope it all works out for Madge. Uh, having to fight for his job whilst on holidays with his family over Zoom is a disgrace as well. Mm. It's just, it's disgusting. And um, I just hope they give him some clean air and let the man do what he does well. And we saw what he did in 2014. And Ben Teo said to us in an interview the other day that some of the success that South is still having is because of Madge Maguire. Because he laid the foundations for work ethic, hard work. Yep. Mm. And he said it was hard, but we knew what we had to achieve. We absolutely knew it. Hey, um, Jamal Fogarty, it sounds like he wanted an out at the Titans because there's been talk that uh, sexy Toby Sexton will be the number seven next year at the Titans. So then it sounds like Fogarty or his manager have gone, right, let's start shopping him around, even though he just got a two-year extension on yep. his deal. And even though he is the co-captain of the team, was keen on Canberra, but the Titans have come back this week and said, no, you're not going anywhere, mate. This is what managers do. And I've got no doubt, I've got no doubt the, club, uh, the club, the Canberra, may have tried to um, make some approaches around what are the halfbacks that are available, they which, need which, seven, which are the ones they? that are vulnerable at their clubs at the moment. And We thought that the writing was on the wall when Sexton was playing half and then Peachy moved to 5'8 and Fogarty was out injured and many were thinking, is he going to get a position back in the side? And so, But this is what managers do. Some of the managers, I'm not saying all of them because there's some tremendous guys out there that are managers, but there are a small portion of managers that they'll look at where a potential opportunity is, is and how much money that club has potentially got on their salary cap. So for Jamal Fogarty to go to Canberra, who is screaming out for a halfback, like you said, Jace. There could be more money on offer than what he's being on at the Gold Coast Titans at the moment because he's seen as a really important solution. Yeah, and and the fact, the fact that also that uh, one of the well, one of the owners of the club came out and said that Sexton will be starting. Uh, would like to see Sexton in the seven. It was the um, it was the executive director the, Dennis Watt. There you go. Um, then Fogarty, if you are playing Queensland Cup next year, if we do have Queensland Cup next year, then you just got to work your way back. Mm. You're the co-captain of the club, mate. Uh, he 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 won't be playing second grade. No, no. I no. mean, he's a late starter. He was 25 before he got a start in the NRL, and you know the hard work he's done in second grade for so many years will be the reason why he stays in first grade. He he'll be the halfback or he'll be the five eighth, and it'll be him and Toby Sexton. And if there's another option, I think they'll train him as a hooker. It's that time for an off-the-bench Friday night preview. Tell you what, Sats, I feel sick to the stomach. Yeah, you've been nervous ever since uh, I saw you yesterday and probably even more so now that I've I feel sick. the studio I, and seen you about tonight's game. I actually feel sick. 
And I'll be well, heading straight to Suncorp after this. Well, as I've said to you, as I've said to you on a number of occasions, and Badge can attest to it as well. And we we spoke to Benny Teo during the week. Um, the grand final qualifier is the hardest game. It's no disrespect to the grand final; they're tough. But the week before is always the hardest. It's there's so much riding on it for your fans, your your own career as well. Everyone wants to play in a grand final, so uh, and the fans feel it as well. It's it's the most nerve wracking one and. And probably more so on top of that, South's inability to get past preliminary grand final qualifiers, it's been a, you know, it's been a bit of a, a thorn in the side to them for a number of years. So, And I, I know, and, and look, everyone's making me nervous by saying, look, no Latrell Mitchell, no South. Well, I, I disagree with that, and I disagreed with that two weeks ago because, and I'll say it again, I think the most important player for South is Cam Murray by a mile. Uh, we're not by a mile, but I, I, he's the glue that just holds that middle together in attack, defence. I, I, th- I think he's a he's a, the middle third. I think we call it nowadays, don't we? Please don't call it the middle third. <laughs> but but you, you know, I'm just yeah, I'm just really nervous, and it's because we've been here the last three years, and it's heartbreaking for a fan. I couldn't imagine for a player. I just don't think we can do it again. I just don't think that we can actually do you know who lose think, another one. Do you know who I think is the player that will have probably the least amount of game time but will probably have the maximum impact? I think Benji. I think yeah, Benji wow. could be a real X factor for, for South Sydney now that Latrell's out. In what out. way? Will he come he, on for Cook? He may only play 15 minutes, but if the game is close, Billy uh, Benji has this uh, uncanny knack of just being able to slow the game down through his kicking game and just going down short sides, and he's just always he's always had a really positive vision of the game, and um, I think and he's been always had this this really good knack also of of being known when to open the game up and shut the game down, and and we always hear about that phrase game management, but but Benji. Benji's really good at reading the room. But what will his role be tonight? His role will be just to just to take the pressure off Adam Reynolds. Because wherever Adam Reynolds is, a lot of the time that's where the ball's going to go. Sure. So when Adam Reynolds is standing on one side of the field and Manly say, okay, we're going to load up over here because this is where Adam is and this is where Cody is. Yeah. And all of a sudden Benji's on the other side and it goes to Benji and Blake Taff and, and co. Just takes the pressure off your key so players. So he'll, he'll come on when Cook has a break? Yeah, potentially. I'd... I, I, Damien Cook should be playing eighty minutes, but that's just that's yeah, just my opinion. But yeah, 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 but more than, Murray the same. More, more, more than likely though, when when either Murray, yep. Murray or Cook have a mm. have a break, Manly. Uh, how, how? I mean, I can't, I can't believe they're not starting the game as favourites because their form for the last part of the year has been no, outstanding. It's because, it's because Melbourne dismantled them. Yeah. That's why they're not Can, the favourite. I was going to men- mention that. Can South dismantle them like Melbourne did? It's interesting, isn't it? The two different approaches from the coaches. Now, from all reports, um, Craig Bellamy leading into that first final, the qualifying final against Melbourne, against Manly, apparently he did, and his coaches, did hours of work on Tommy Trebojevic. And it's about putting the ball on the ground, not kicking it end on end so it pops up. You know, when yeah. you, you kick it end yeah. on end. Kick it on the belly of the ball. So if you if you can imagine holding the ball in your hand and it lays flat in your hand, kicking the ball at that so it goes on the belly, which means Tom Trebojevic has to stop, big six foot five frame, bend, bend over, down. has to pick it up. It's not going to kick yeah. up for him, taking all the momentum out of his game. And they had all these all these great little ploys to try and take Tommy out of Slows the game. Slows him down. 
Wayne Bennett's approach when asked how do you nullify Tom Travojevic was when he's got the ball in his hands, just tackle him. Simple True. as that. It yeah. takes all the pressure out of thinking as a player. That, you don't have to think about things. And that's what they did to Penrith. Yeah. They just tackled, tackled, and when they had the opportunities, they scored tries mm. and kicked goals. Who wins? I think South win. Really? Yeah. When you said to me four or five weeks ago when Latrell got suspended, they could still win the comp without Latrell, I laughed at you. Uh, Gary laughed really hard. Yeah, but then I, I just look at the guy. Who, the most important player for South, as I always say, sits in the grandstand. He sits in the coach's box. So uh, he's really relaxed. When he's relaxed, Wayne, and he's playing with the media, it means the environment's really, really good. Hello? (laughs) Hey, Wayne. I ran into Wayne um, last week, last Saturday. Yep. He was walking through Surface Paradise, and he said, hey, Scott, say good day to your dad. And dad and him played together in 71 Australian side. He said, say good day to your dad and tell him to enjoy the next two weeks. Yeah, wow. So, you know, when Wayne says that, you sort of think, oh, they're in a good place. Yeah, right, yeah. I, I hope you're right. There you go. I think they win 28-18. Okay, there you have it from the great Scott Sattler, 2003 grand final hero. Right, yeah, this is off the bench. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews. Chris Nelson joins us next. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Certainly is, and a big afternoon of racing. The Wheatwood in Toowoomba, Saturday afternoon racing. I love it. A couple of coldies. I sit down with my good mate Wayne Bennett. Hello. <laughs> and we have a and we have a punt. Chris Nelson, how are you, mate? Thanks to uh, Racing Queensland. Good to good to hear you, mate. <laughs> yeah, good to hear your voice too, Jason Sachs. How are you going? I'm good, Chris, and great that Wayne Bennett could be. Be with us today as with well. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his headphones on. He can't hear you. Oh, Wayne. <laughs> Mate, I love the Wheatwoods. Um, it, it's a part of, a, obviously, big weekend of racing in Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year and this weekend. you got some tips for us, Chris O. I've got some tips for you, Jace. Uh, Hello. As you say, a massive day at Toowoomba. Don't keep doing that. <laughs> race one. Number two, fortified. Happy to take a short price about this one. He just looks lengths and lengths better than the opposition. A good winner at Doombin last time, strong at the end of 1,600 metres. He goes to 18.50. That's going to be ideal. Jimmy Orman will give him a good ride. He won't be in the first three or four. He'll just give him a nice cold time out the back or worse than midfield probably. And then he'll come with his run at the top of the straight and he will be too good for them. So race one, number two, fortified to kick off a good day. I think you might... uh, well, the price will probably shorten up closer to race time. So the sooner you can uh, have your bet responsibly there, of course, yes. I would advise to do so. Race three. Num- sorry, oh, Scott, sorry. you were going to say something? No, I was going to say. Hello. <laughs> and Wayne. <laughs> um, big day, the Wheatwood? Yes, it is a big day. Um, very big day in uh, Toowoomba. Of course, mm. it's the big day of the year. Uh, with you the cup and the Wheatwood, of course. Thanks, Sats. And you check out all the flowers because uh, don't they have their flora festival on in September, October as well? Isn't so it's, it's a carnival bu- of flowers. Yeah, that's it. The carnival. Sorry, flora, flora, flora riot or whatever it is. That's Canberra. I'm getting all my my flower shows mixed up. Why am I talking about flower shows on I'm a really sure how we went there? Show, mate. Can I ask on a you know our, uh, a listener danger uh, from Cairns? Mm. Uh, he loves a can or two on the scale. What's a bigger race day, the amateurs in Cairns or the Wheatwood in Toowoomba, if you know what I mean, Chris? Well, I haven't been to either of them, Jase, so it's very hard for me to make that call. You but, call yourself um, a racing expert. 
<laughs> do you leave the I house? I would say, well, no, I do other things on Saturdays where it's a bit difficult to what? go to some of these places. Work-wise, working on Saturdays, not sitting back and having a couple of fun. Last yeah. time I rang um, you, you were putting a barbecue together on a Saturday. <laughs> Have you got that like was a... late in the day. Oh, right, okay. And he'd already done his ass. He <laughs> <laughs> was selling his barbecue. Now, listen. All right. So yeah, you... I was taking it. I was taking it apart. <laughs> so the answer is I don't know, Jason. Correct. There's okay. no. Use, I look. I could make something up, and most of the time I would. But on this occasion, no. There's no use me making it up because I haven't been to either. Uh, but if I had to have a no, I'm not even going to have. I reckon Toowoomba. I reckon Toowoomba because uh, cans are like that 24 seven. I reckon yeah, it'd be a big, right. a big race day in T-Bar because everyone comes in from the surrounding areas, come into town and 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 have a great day. Right, and Toowoomba is one of those most beautiful places in Queensland. What is it? An hour from Brizzy? It's it's magnificent. All right, mate. What's your other well, tip there as well? You've answered your own question there, which is good. Race five, the Guineas. Number two, White Water. White Water oh, was a good God. second behind Star Tontes last start. Uh, ran on very well. Shapes as a horse that will enjoy 1,600 metres. And, of course, Startontes is going around at Rose Hill in the big group one, the Golden Rose, on Saturday. So if it's good enough to tackle that race, I would think that White Water is good enough to win this one at uh, Toowoomba on Saturday, number two, White Water. So I think it will run very well. So the best are race one, number two, and race five, number two, and we should put those in an all-up, a multi. All righty, mate. Sounds good. All right, listen, you enjoy your Sadiavo. Uh, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. So much going on. Oh, and Sunday racing, uh, Doombin, is it, Chris? Yes, there's Sunday racing at Doombin. Now, this is the uh, Ecker or Mecca Wednesday meeting that was cancelled uh, or postponed earlier in the year because we were going through a lockdown, I think it was, in about the uh, early to middle part of August mm. when uh, Exhibition Wednesday was was around. So... That was cancelled, and uh, I'm not sure when the public holiday is. I think it's sometime in October, but the Mecca race meeting uh, will be held on Sunday at Duma. So that'll be a big day. I think it's an 18-plus day only. So that means party time. Oh, wow. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Chris, uh, say goodbye to Wayne. Hello. Hello. Imagine you two just having a conversation like that. It'd be great. Just two old blokes. Hello. <laughs> See you. Catch you next week, mate. See you guys. All righty. Time for a break on Off the Bench. Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews here. Uh, when we come back, great chat coming up that you and Badge had with the great poor Fatty Vorton, manly legend, and yeah, played a few games for the Roosters as well, and a couple for Queensland and maybe a few for Australia. Fatty joins us next on Off the Bench. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Hey, Fatty, before we talk about the finals, I'm just thinking about when you played for the Roosters. Do you remember when you came down to Canberra? I remember it clearly because it was Mm, that day that Mal put on. Mal put on us. I think we've spoken about this. 38 goals, he scored. (laughs) I just remember what you said when Mal scored his fifth try. And I think you said you looked at Craig Salvatore and he looked at you and you both went, oh, I can't get him. <laughs> He's got spiders on him or something. Mate, he, he actually, I think he chipped over, he chipped over he the did. top, or someone chipped over the top for him, right? And I think Timmy Dwyer was our fullback at that day. And I'm, I swear to you, and I loved him, but I swear to you, when Mel got the ball and made it from him, he stepped out of the way. <laughs> 
That's what I do. He just stepped out of the way. Oh, it's not too good for me, Mal. And that was his fifth try. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's good. He actually beat us 38 to 4. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he but did. But it was 66 4. And you, how many you got a couple that day, Babs, didn't you? No, I think I got one, and I think Mal gave me that look like you could have given it to me as well. <laughs> Probably should have passed it to him. Six. <laughs> oh. Yeah, anyway. I tell you, it was a long bus drive home. <laughs> oh, they you know what he were. did? Russell, so Russell Fairfax was the coach. He made us, he, he wouldn't let us have a drink, and he he put the uh, the VHS into the television on the oh, bus. No. And we had to watch it. <laughs> yeah, oh, true. Oh, no. True story. Oh, wow. That went over well. I think he got punted <laughs> the next week. <laughs> so, Seagulls, anyway. Fat, you're loving what you're saying? Yeah, no, they've been outstanding. They've been terrific. Uh, you know, when we go back to the start of the year. Look, they, they were missing Tom, who's their best player. But then a few other blokes hadn't turned up either. And uh, it wasn't a good start for them. But, you know, as Tom came back, was it down at... It was in the bush somewhere, wasn't it? And, he's, and they played the Gold Coast, was I think. Too, yeah. He's... Yeah, 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 and he just carved them up, and well, from then on, it's been they've been outstanding. But it's not just the Tom Show. There's so many other players have contributed, and you know, including a couple of the veterans. And one of them, in particular, is is having a fantastic year, and he's, he's an unsung hero, as Kieran Foran. Mm. He yes. has been so good. I mean, he 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 was a gun at Manly back in the day. He actually played in their last. Premiership winning comp in 2011 with Daly, and then when when Daly signed that massive uh, seven year contract for 10 million or whatever it was, um, salary cap space and uh, cost them Kieran Foran. He had to leave, and he went to Parramatta, and then he went to the Warriors, and then he found a home at Canterbury for a few years. But he never looked happy. But he went back to Manly, you know, 32 years of age this year, and he's had a fantastic year, and he he feels like he's back home. And uh, you know, so but he, his his ball plays as good as it's ever been. He's still got that just just enough pace to create a problem if you know if he can go on his own. And his defence has been rock solid. So he he's been a really strong player for them this year, Kieran. Yeah, and I think Daly 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 cops a bad rap, but yeah. I think he's had a great year as well. Oh yeah, I agree. Particularly the other night, he was outstanding. Yeah, we talk about fatty about yeah. Some coaches just get players and. We talk about the, mm. the strength of Bellamy and the, the strength of Wayne Bennett and co, but is it got a lot to do with Desi and just this great connection that he has with guys like Kieran and can get the best out of him? Yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, that is Bellamy's go-to. You know, he, they love playing for Craig and the Manly players love, love playing for Des. Um, you know, he can be quirky at times and he's got a different personality to most people. Uh, and you know, I played with him for six years and sometimes couldn't work him out, but he's just different. Um, but I'll tell you what it is, he's so dedicated. I, I, when he, I know that when he was coaching Canterbury, and it didn't quite work out there for him, but he was, uh, he was at Belmore at 6.30am every morning and leaving, getting home at 8.30 every day. And, like, you mm. know, the, the, the stress that must have been on everything in his life and his marriage. But, he, you know, once he moved back and got the job at, uh, at Manly, then he's happy. Um, the players are happy. He's coaching. Look, he looks like he's coaching well. You know, and, and yeah, he, he's still quirky in the press conferences. <laughs> he did a three-and-a-half-minute one the other night. And he, I won, someone said, asked him a question, and he said, you couldn't, have, you couldn't have said it better, champ, and just got up and walked out. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, he's just different. But he's good, he and the players love him. And he's a manly, manly legend. I mean, he, he's in their best-ever 17 players that was chosen in 2007. 
and like he's just tremendous, tremendous player, people, person for Manly. Mm. Talking about Manly, great. Um, I, I read where Tommy Travoyevich, 27 <coughs> tries, is equal to Phil Blake. Now, there's a, a Manly and a South Sydney legend. You played mm. a fair bit with Blake. He, he, was, he could do some brilliant things on the field, couldn't he? Oh, oh like he came in uh, halfway, or probably two-thirds of the way through 1982. He's a schoolboy playing for Christian Brothers, right? So they found him and uh, they, they gave him the run reserve grade. Then they come on on the off the bench one day, and then he finally got his first grade spot. Well, I mean, he just I'm going to have a drink of water, boys. Hang on, it's <laughs> oh, better. Ah, um, he, no, he never looked back. He, so he was outstanding for the rest of that year. And then 1983, it, it's it's almost the best performance by individual I've ever seen. Some of the tries that he scored in that particular year. Were unbelievable. He had blinding pace, and those twenty-seven tries were just spectacular. Most of them, a lot of them were chip and chase over the top and and regather, and you know one-handed regathers and sprinting away and running fifty meters. He was outstanding. And you know the worst thing, unfortunately, you know what happened? The worst thing happened to Phil Blake was that Des Hasler turned up at our club. Now Des had been playing. I think he played one or two first grade games for Penrith in 1983, and Bob Fulton discovered him, found him, and signed him. And mate, no sooner had Des turned turned up than Phil was. First of all, he started playing five eight, and then he started playing centre, and he ended up on the wing. He ended up on the wing mm. like in 1985, and then he left the club and went to South, and still continued to be a really good player at South. He had some really good years there, actually, especially in 1989. They they won the minor premiership. And then he wandered around, Phil. He went to Canberra, St. George, the Warriors, uh, North Sydney for a year. So, yeah, no, he was a great player, Phil. He was great. He was great, yeah. Talking about South Sydney, that's a, that's a big challenge this week, isn't it? Have you, have you, have you been to many of their games? No, it is. I know you watch a bit enough. Yeah, but no, gee, they can, they can play some good footy. Yeah, I watch every game because I still love, love it, you know, despite what the referees have done. Um, <laughs> I still, they're a great side. They are really good. And, you know, I, I love a battler. I love a battler. And I'm so happy to see the way Mark Nichols has played this year. The big prop with the beard. He, he's had a fantastic year. Uh, you know, he's it, just, he knows his job. He does it. And away he goes. And he, so I think he's, didn't he score a double? Was it last week or the week before? Three weeks ago. Two tries. Yeah, outstanding. Ago, yeah. Mm. Mate, it was fantastic. I love a battler. And, you know, and, and he and... Burgess has, has had a really good year as well. Um, their forwards have played well. They've got some gun forwards. I mean, you look at um, Jai Arrow and Cameron Murray, you know, they're outstanding. But it's, their, it's Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds that have really stood out. And uh, especially, you know, their, their left side, and I hate saying left side, right side, right edge, mm. shape. Oh, my God, please. Can someone, whoever <laughs> says shape next in a footy game, can they shoot them? It's unbelievable. <laughs> no, no. Oh, they've lost their shape, they say. Mate, what shape are they supposed to be in? No one knows. Fatty, what about middle third? <laughs> you like middle third? Oh, middle third. Oh, <laughs> I know what I'd like to do with my middle third. I'll give you the tip, mate. <laughs> um, mate, middle third, uh, third in, the three in defender. Oh, my God. Listen, you've got to realise who you're talking to, boys. We're talking to the, you know... And I'm not disrespecting anyone who watches rugby league, but most of the people watching don't understand what they're saying. Anyway. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon.
Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips. Now, the other qualifying final this weekend, of course, is uh, Penrith versus the Storm. And Sats, I can't believe, I can't believe Penrith are given no chance and everyone's saying Melbourne Storm are going to belt them. But considering Penrith have had the second-best defensive record in the NRL all season. Yeah, yeah. And what's changed? Well, they look a little bit disjointed at the moment. And I think where they look disjointed, I look at Isaiah Yo, who's really important when he gets a ball, you know, one off the ruck and he takes it to the line, he fires it out the back to Nathan Clear. He's, he acts as a really good link or conduit between the halves. And last week I thought he was one of their best players, one of the best players on the field, if not the best player on the field against Parramatta. But even his attack looked really disjointed. And so with Penrith, we usually see them get into a really good rhythm and they're just, they're getting through their sets and they're celebrating and they're coming up with big plays and Nathan's kicking game is on song. And, but at the moment there's, there's, they're just missing a small part, a small link to their game. Now I don't know whether it's because of a long season, more origin players in their squad as well. So it becomes a longer season, takes a lot more out of your body. You're looking for the end of the season because Mm. you're really fatigued. Um, Maybe that might be it. Yeah, Nathan's carrying a shoulder injury. I thought he, I thought he really, not re-injured, but I thought he stirred it up again last week. There was a couple of times I saw him while we were crawling that game in back play. You could see he was just in the back trying to get some feeling back in his arm. And so when he's off, everyone else is off. Even though I thought Nathan was pretty good last week, it just again it wasn't the normal Nathan. Nathan yeah. plays at a nine out of ten. I thought last week he was at a maybe a seven and a half, which is still a really good performance. So they just look a little bit disjointed at the moment. And I think a lot of it's got to do with James Fisher-Harris having a month off. Everything stems off James Fisher-Harris. He's the one that creates that really good platform for them. That Moses Leota out the week before mm. and he come back last week. So they've been really disjointed through their, um, through their front row and it affects the rest of their team. Now, the Melbourne Storm, on the other hand, you never, give, never want to give a, a sucker an even break. And... They had the weekend off. They bring Josh Adokar back into the side. They get to sit back and watch Parramatta and Penrith bash each other for 80 minutes. They would have loved to have gone through to Golden Point. And so for the Melbourne Storm, who are so dominant anyway, you don't want them to have the weekend off. So that's the reason why Penrith are behind the eight ball when it comes to the betting market and the expectation of fans is because this Melbourne Storm is so dom- dominant, dom- dominant, and also I've had the weekend off. I can't believe they're doing what they're doing without Cameron Smith. Yeah. But that is going to be the biggest question because the closer you get to the grand final, obviously there's more at stake. There's more pressure on players. The situations in games, the little battles that emerge across a rugby league game in these big games, the closer you get to the grand final, they're bigger moments in games. And Cameron Smith owned all those big moments. Mm. He's not there. Have they got the composure to be able to handle those big moments? And and barring an injury as well, right? Mm. Nico Hines might not even see any game time. No, and that's probably the way forward. The game that's the way the game's going to be seen moving forward for a lot of teams. You have an outside back, a really good utility that can play a fair bit of everywhere, and you go into the game preparing to only use sixteen. Mm. Incredible. Well, right. yeah, he, he won an Origin Series and a Premiership without playing a second. <laughs> a second. Um, who wins? 
I think Melbourne win, and the first 20 minutes is really important. If you can take the gas out of – because you've had the weekend off, what's really important when you have the weekend off, Jace, is your first 10 minutes. You've got to be really intense. Yep. <clears throat> and you know Melbourne will be. Yeah. If they can take the gas out of the Penrith Panthers for the first 20 minutes, I think they could potentially win it comfortably. Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? All right, Satsy, before I lose my voice, and I've been losing, started to lose my voice yesterday. I think because of the, the stress I'm under at the moment, this is why I'm losing my voice. What am I looking forward to this weekend? The Ryder Cup. Yeah, golf. You love your golf. Man. Love it. Uh, you know what, yeah. Jace, it's a different format, isn't it? So it's alternate shots. Yeah. So America versus... I think so, yeah. Yeah, it is. The Americans versus the Europeans. Yeah. And so you're in pairs, of course. And uh, so I have my first shot. You play the second shot. I play the third shot, wherever mm. it may be. So Brooks, Brooks Kepko, I was interested in listening to him about how you have to change your mindset. He said, if I stuff up a shot, and it's when we're just playing in the Masters or whatever it may be, any tournament... Yeah, I can accept that. And you've got a, you've got the opportunity to rectify it. But if my partner DeChambeau, puts me in a really bad position... So if DeChambeau puts me on three fairways across... I've got to change my mindset. I've got incredible. to say, think, team mentality. So, yeah, yeah it's an interesting concept. Uh, interesting for me is uh, John Rahm not playing for Europe. Being he's playing for Span- America, is he? He's Spaniard. So he's not playing at all? No. Hmm. Really interesting. Yeah. Maybe he's he hasn't got COVID to... again, has he? I don't know. No. Probably. I'm looking forward to the AFL Grand Final. I love the AFL. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And I love the AFL Grand Final day. Western Bulldogs will win that. I think they will as well. I think Melbourne with the week off, both teams have had the week off, young players not knowing how to handle the situation. And the Western Bulldogs, they've done this before. They've got experienced players after two days. And they've been through the ringer to get here. Yeah. I tell you what. Become battle hard. The other thing is I'm concerned about the amount of match play for Melbourne. They had a, they had a full-on contact contact session for 90 minutes during the week just to get battle hardened again it's to, it's also to it's also to get your mind back on the job western bulldogs just some skills work mm. just That's experience and they've played a lot of games mm. to get here so i love I, their coach luke beverage isn't he good yep Rightio, uh, that's it. Also, you know what? The Wallabies got to give them credit I, I, australian rugby union should be shot in the foot for putting it on Saturday night. It should be on Sunday. They could have owned Sunday. Absolutely. Would yeah. have been the only sport on TV on Sunday. But, geez, I love what the Wallabies are doing at the moment. Dave Rennie is finally getting them back to playing attacking rugby. And look at the results. You beat the world champs. Two zip. Yep. Incredible. And, yeah, ARU, if they're taking the long the long game approach, which is going to take a while for Rennie to get them out of a mindset of the way they've been playing before. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's great. But, seriously, put the games on Sunday like it's too late now. Did you not? Did you not look at the calendar and go, oh, what else is on? No, nothing. Looks pretty clear. You know they've they've taken the mindset that no, rugby union fans will watch rugby union. AFL fans will watch AFL. What about sports fans? Well, that's what they missed. They forgot about it. Mm. They forgot about it. And they're the ones that you convert into fans. Yep. Idiots. All right, this has been off the bench. Uh, we're going to go. Uh, see you, Wayne. Hello. Wayne. No. <laughs> He's still Bye, there. Wayne. Hello. Oh, yeah. Wayne. See you later. See ya.